Hello everyone, welcome to the In The Clear NRL podcast as we're heading to round five. I'm Chris Bolas, I'm joined by Matthew Lawrence as always. G'day. Yeah, guys, another interesting round of rugby league. We're going to jump straight in and talk about the flavour of the month, um, mm. which has been the flavour of the season to start with, penalties and referees. Um, we're going to find, we're going to be joined by Josh Bartlett, uh, AC, another ACM journalist based at our Norellan office. Josh, welcome. Good morning, Chris. How are you, mate? Oh, yeah. We're just uh, about to discuss the hot topic of uh, penalties and referees in the game. Um, Matthew, mm. tell me a little bit about your gripe with uh, penalties to start with. Well, i got to tell you, Chris, as, as I said last week, I think we're, we're, we're leading in this because we hated this a lot before, mm-hmm. a long time before everyone else. But, mate, it's just making the... It's bogging the games down. I mean, it's it's not it's not making them uh, the spectacle they were. They're, they're actually quite boring, the games. I mean, look, I, you'd think after watching my rabbits run around that I'd be stoked because we ended up, I think it was 10 penalties to, to zero, which got us effectively back in the match, which led to us, paved the way for us to win it. But the point was, it was absolutely disgusting. Um, you know, the, I, I just look at that game in particular because at the end of the day, the ascension that the Bulldogs had from the start of that match, they were all over the play. And then all of a sudden we get to what was it, I think 8 nil, and then the whistle starts blowing. And then the whistle wouldn't stop blowing. Yeah, and you can't, there's no flow in the game. Ah, oh, it's disgusting. Oh, Josh, what do you reckon? What's your take on the first few rounds of penalties? Yeah, I, I think Matt absolutely hit you know, the nail on the head. It is killing the momentum of games. Absolutely killing the momentum. I mean, you look at the Sharks versus Storm game mm. um, from the weekend. We had 33 penalties. That's, what, nearly a penalty every two minutes. So, yeah, it's... And, uh, I mean, the Storm had 19 in their favour, I think, which is a record for the NRL, I yeah. believe. Um didn't help them. They still lost the game. Yeah. So who's who's got to change those? Are the refs have got to change, or the players have got to change? Who's gonna who's gonna blink first? Do you think? Oh, a bit of both, to be honest, mate. There needs to be probably a little bit more clarity for the players about what they need to do, and they need to take that on board. Stop using these cheap tactics to slow play down, because that's probably a lot of the reasons why these penalties are happening. What do you think, mate? Oh, look, to be honest with you, I tend to agree, but look, the, the players know what the go is. Um, and I think just it's, it's the referees need to maintain a feel for the match as well. The, 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 so the problem with these penalties, okay, they go on letter of the law. Okay, if you're going to do that, then, you know, you're going to end up with this situation. You're going to go letter on the law with everything, then you might as well change the game to NFL and we'll stop after every play. It's just ridiculous. Oh, look... To, to penalise someone who might be a, a quarter of an inch offside or whatever it might be, totally takes away feel for the game. And that's right. It's not, it's not rugby league anymore. It's ridiculous. And it, how many penalty goals have you seen? We're not how playing many, chess, man. If they wanted to, but the thing is, if they want to blow penalties for every little thing, mm. they have to do it for every little thing. Mm. Like the play the ball, the play the ball. There was, you know, some people mm. being picked up for not playing and others not. You know, offside, onside. Mm. They seem to on the line basically yeah. if you're five centimetres quick early or you quick, yeah. they just blow it I think towards the end of the week I think they realised that, that the Cronulla game yeah, changed. was like yeah, either the refs changed or the players changed something mm. got through because the games the rest of the weekend weren't too bad um, even the Monday and the Easter Monday game Tigers para yep. weren't that many penalties so I think the, the it's starting to get through the message either the players or the refs are slacking a bit because the quality of the game so far we said it last week it's almost you know you turn off the TV stuff. You know you, you yeah. don't want to. You just don't want to watch it. There's no. There's just no cohesion. There's no flow to the game. It just you're right. It's like a bit like NFL. It's crazy. Well, if you heard Flanagan after the uh, the Sharkies match, I mean he was talking about time in play. 
And, I mean, he was saying, you know, the beautiful thing about the, the grand final, I think the, the ball was in play for 65 minutes of the match. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at you looked at that game, you'd have been lucky to have a half a half of football. Yeah, and the really. little, it takes out the little guys. It takes out it you know, the big guys are just you know just sitting there getting a break every couple <clears> of minutes. So I think something needs to be done with giving away penalties near the line because mm. Melbourne have made a habit of it, and I think that's where the crackdown needs to happen. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Bring back the five minute sim bin or something because something needs to happen, and you can't have that many penalties without someone going to the Simbin mm. because you just no one's listening. So in that game with the 33 penalties, yep. only one person went to the Simbin. That was Luke Lewis because of a trip like that happened near the line. It probably shouldn't have gone to the Simbin. There has to be something, 10 penalties, Simbin. has to be something like... Mm. like mm. But again, it's a feel of the game sort of thing. It is. Can't, I think, yeah, a lot of refereeing... I think we're happy to cop mistakes mm. if there's, you know, if the game's flowing and it's, you know, there's a good game, you know, but, you know, we're not going to cop mistakes if... They're just blowing it every five seconds, and they're not—they're not targeting everything. Like but it's look—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a two-edged sword too, though, mate. I mean, there's that many eyes on a game of football now. Fans can't cop when there's an there's an obvious error made as well from the referees, which could be picked up by that that wonderful bunker. But no, for some reason, no, we can't rule on that because the whistle's already been blown. How many times have we already seen that this year, where a decision, a wrong decision was made, which could have been changed before the next play has been made? A hundred percent. So I mean, but then know, some they got... do, like for dropouts. So they oh, I saw one on the weekend when they yep. did replace it. They, they called the dropout and they gave it a twenty minute touch. Yep. So they can do it for some, one or the others. So I mean, you've got all these dickhead anomalies. That really needs to be sorted out, and they've but they've picked out all these. And look, I, I do agree, and I mean, let's be real about it. I mean, some of these tactics have been in place now for a couple of years, especially when you're defending your line. And I mean, good on you, Cameron Smith and Co. Because I'll, I'll blame you people directly for this. The Melbourne Storm have, have been absolutely notorious holding down in play, and we all know this. And half the buggers won't say it because they're too frightened, dude. But the point is, they are to blame for a lot of this stuff. hundred percent. And he got said, sorry, Cameron Smith did get he sent did get sent so two, two sent the That bit, was the so, only yeah. moment of that game that I actually rejoiced. Yeah. What do you reckon, Josh? How's it going to how's it going to be fixed? How do you fix it? Unfortunately, you can't please everyone, as I think every referee would know. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, we shouldn't be talking about refereeing after a round of football. So yeah, well, any, right. round, any sport, any sport, let alone just our, you know the NRL. Um, I think what gets people the most is the inconsistency um, of rulings. Yeah, I don't I mean you're exactly right. I think you hit the money. He hit right on the I money mean, there. I mean, you jump back, go back two weeks ago. The Broncos win on a very dubious uh, penalty goal in Golden Point against the Tigers. Mm. I was actually at that game. Pretty debatable penalty. I think it was for being marking off square. square yeah. yeah. I mean, I was at the game. It just killed the whole momentum of the, you know, the, the crowd. It just deflated everybody. So, and that's deciding games. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think there's a short-term fix. I think the referees aren't going to back down because they've been, you know, they've been told from high above they've got to do it. They won't back down. The players need to. It's the It's, it's going to fall back on the players to either, you know. Because you, you, you've seen teams like Parramatta who have they've been ill-disciplined in recent years mm. and their ill-discipline now is actually costing them because you can't afford yeah. to keep giving away penalties these days because penalties equals tries. So it's going to be very... The players are going to have to take it on themselves to, to, get it, to get it fixed because otherwise, you know, you've seen the most disciplined teams, St. George, the Warriors, mm. surprisingly. They're at the top. Even, you know, they're playing great footy, but they're also the most disciplined team. So it's going to be interesting how they, how they go forward. Um... Matt, what do you reckon? 
How's it going to play out? Do you, reckon, do you think Origin is going to be like this by the time it gets to Origin? Uh, mate, if it is, and forget again, spectacle. Forget it. It's not. It'll be nothing. It'll be just the. The start, the start of this season has been the most disappointing as far as I'm concerned and it all just comes down to this issue and it's got to be sorted and I mean look we talk about ball tampering these referees are tampering with the ball every bloody game as far as I'm concerned I don't want to see them I don't want to hear them that's the best games um, they've got to be out of it they've got to be taken out of it again and anyone who's in a position of authority should know that especially if they're, if they're a lover of the game and I would assume they would be they'd have to look at this critically and say we're ruining it so whoever's sitting in that seat of uh, power at the moment needs to have a good hard look at themselves, to be honest with you. Well, that's the thing. They if want dollars through the through the gates. They're not going to have them for too much longer because people are getting sick of this crap. Well, that's the thing. If Todd Greenberg's sitting there and he sees, if this happens next up around, crowd figures keep going down, everything mm. keeps going down, does he say, does he all of a sudden back off? That's something who's going to play. I think I think the players know that yeah. they're in the power because if they keep producing these games, right. you know, that the, the referees might back down. But... So many, it's, you're right, we shouldn't be talking about referees, no. but unfortunately, it's everything, you know, because there hasn't mm. been that, the good football has been very limited. Few and um, far between. There's the games, ter- the games haven't been spectacles, there hasn't been quality football at all, um, mm. so we have to talk about something, so this That's is what right. we're talking about. Um, Josh, thank you for joining us today. Um, who do you think, who do you th- who's your special for the week, you got a tip for the weekend, any game? The Tigers going to continue their good form? Oh, it's a good call, mate. I uh, I didn't ex- I actually expected Parramatta to call an upset, to cause the upset last week. Yeah, and it I just didn't Paramatta, happen. I took Parramatta too. I was surprised that they, they didn't get the win. Um, I, I think we're just waiting for them just to, to pop up and get a win. Um, as far as uh, maybe an upset, I reckon possibly the Raiders might get their season underway this week. Yeah, I think Back at home. Yeah, I think that's a good call. They start off tomorrow night. We're recording this on Wednesday. So, yeah, they're tomorrow night at Canberra. So, that'll be, um, yeah, be a good thing. Um, we're going to head in now into preview round five of the NRL. Um, Thursday night, we kick off Canberra versus Canterbury. Jeez, this has potential to be the worst game of the round. Yes. Um, Matthew, it's down in Canberra. Can Canberra break their duck? Well, I'd like to think they could. Uh, and if they're going to do it, I think this is the game to, to uh, where, it, where it will actually happen. Um, look, to be honest with you, I, I actually am uh, on this. At the same time this game is going to be played, Chris, I'm going to set up 12 slugs and just see who makes it across my dining table quicker because I figure in 80 minutes it's going to be about as much fun as watching this match. <laughs> I, I, I can't see this being a cracker on any level, but I think this is the time Ricky's boys are going to turn around and um, maybe make up for a few yeah, <laughs> recent weeks of disappointment. Well, he has wielded the axe. Josh Papali's been dropped. Yeah. Um, Blake Austin was dropped the week before. Um, mm. It's like Canberra, how do you run it? Like they had three really good games. They probably should have won the first three. Last yeah. week they were ordinary. Um, Canterbury, they they were you know they lost Moses and by early, which which they was did. which was a big loss for them. But still, they should have won that game. They let they let you you boys back into it the last ten. As I said, mate, they were beaten by the referee. That's that's yeah. They had yeah. I just don't know what to make with the Bulldogs yet. I'm not convinced. I just don't think their halves combination. Um, yeah, I don't know, and I'm not sure about Woods. He hasn't he really fired yet. I think Canberra will get their first win yet in Canberra. Tend to agree. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about this later, but the first game on Friday at 6pm in the Shire is Cronulla versus the Roosters. Um, mm. A few returns, Dugan's back, Moylan's back for the for the Sharks. The Roosters haven't made any changes despite being flogged last week, but I don't know. It's very hard. The Roosters have been very hot and cold to start the season. They've Extremely. Two, two really good games, two, two terrible games. What do you make of the Chooks? 
Uh, well, look, again, I'm on the same page with the mate. It's, it's, it's hot and cold. You don't know. I don't know who's going to turn up. Um, I mean, you know, if, when they're on song, mate, they can roll anyone. And that's the thing. If they turn up with the with the sort of all guns blazing attitude, they'll blow you off the park. With the sharkies, though, this is the the, the, the perennial thing with the sharks. They are the masters at just digging in, digging in, uh, dominating. If you looked at that performance, again, it was an absolute dog of a match against Melbourne. It was horrible, the worst of the year. But in saying that, you couldn't fault the Sharks for their defence. They still beat them. They They played them out of the game. And, I mean, look, you could argue again the referee played them both out of the game. But they they were certainly... Their defence was fantastic. When they were called upon, they stood up. And their attack should be better with Moylan and Dugan I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. So you're going the Sharks? I'm going the Sharks, mate. I think think I'm going to go with the... I'm I'm tossing up. I'm going to go the Roosters just... um, Bit of bounce back factor because you know, as you said, yeah. on their best on their day, you know, I'm still waiting on Tedesco to find his form, and if he does, I think they can. Uh, yeah, but they need to start really doing. A lot of teams have been below par to start the season. Definitely. So, yeah. Well, so I think this could be the Roosters' chance to break out. So I'll go the Roosters. Um, the second game on Friday sees the red hot flaming St George Illawarra Dragons mm. host South Sydney Jubilee. Yes. Um, Souths, you know, they had that bad game in Perth. They should have, you know, they almost beat Penrith and they've had two wins now on the trot. Um, I picked South for my eight and I haven't, I won't, you know, the big loss of Sam Burgess. Sammy. I, talk to me about Sam Burgess. No way. Two weeks. Be, no way you should be suspended for that at Biggest all. Biggest lot of crap I've seen all around. That was disgraceful. That's going to hurt them. How many times do we see that sort of action in a, in attack? I mean, do we, do we need to, I mean, poor old Yo. Yeah. Come off second best. Now... Again, I'm, I'm. It happens. It's rugby league. It happens. It's, it's going to happen. It's a contact sport. There was no malice in what what, what happened with Sammy. Um, I think if if good old Morris didn't stay down, I hate to say it, but if he didn't stay down, it wouldn't have been looked upon the same way. Absolutely. Um, and look, I just think it's another one of those things. And, and the fact that he, to be honest with you, I I, I wish he just copped it on the chin, literally. <laughs> uh, didn't contest it. And we were looking at him one week. But, I mean, two weeks for that is an absolute joke. Yeah. For that very reason, I'm going I'm to tip St. George. So I was almost tip, thinking of tipping South. But I'm going to stay with St. George. They're, they're just so clinical. They've got all the pieces of the puzzle working. And we'll talk yep. about this later. They've started the season in red. It, like, just... Every facet of their game is on is going great guns. Oh, on the song, very similar to last year when they and then they lost Widdop and they went downhill. But you look at that back line, names like Aiken, Lafayette, McDonald, mm. Nightingale. It's not they're not world beaters, but they're all just you know they're they're playing out of their skin. Oh, James Graham, you know Paul Vaughan, they're just you know two guys that have come to the club and just excelled. And then you have Jack DeBellin, you know, and you know, Jack DeBellin just holding it all together, and Ben Hunt's fit into the team like he's. Um, you've been there for ten years, so well, it's definitely not going to be the charity shield, Chris. I think you'll. I, I just. I, I. I appeal to the dragon sensibilities here to have some charity, and actually just let us off the hook lightly. That's no, what they won't be letting on. They'll be, you know, they'll be gunning because, as you said, they they missed the finals last year, and they'll be seeding. So I think they'll be primed, and I think they'll they'll be too good for Souths without yeah. Sam Sammy. Yeah. Um, first game on Saturday is the first of a double header across the ditch. The Tigers have taken their home game against Melbourne. Mm. Um, Another team, the Tigers, continue to impress. Um, although Parramatta have been off the ball, off the boil lately, so it's hard to you know be overly impressed you know with that form. But they've been really good. Um, they're still waiting for Josh Reynolds to come back. In the meantime, yep. Benji's still killing it. Um, Corey Thompson, SM Masters, all those guys are just you know we've talked about it before. Packer, Madalena, they've got a really good, 
their squad is just you know built on you know everyone being the same, doing their doing their bit. Um, Melbourne weren't in, Melbourne as you said last week. It's hard to that game was a sort of a write off against Cronulla. I expect Melbourne to go over there. They've already West Tigers already beaten Melbourne this year, so yeah, I expect Melbourne to bounce back hard in this one. Oh, very much so. I think after after last week's performance, I mean, you can't tell me that that Bellamy won't be uh, making it emphatic that he wants to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> mate, they don't, they don't very much uh, lose two on the trot, mate, so I, I can't see it being anything but Melbourne. I, as I said to you before we, before we started this today, I, I can't understand why the Tigers would want to take a home match over or just take them over there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's hard. And, and Melbourne are missing a couple of players. Uh, Chambers is suspended. Mm-hmm. Um Finucane broke his thumb, so yes, they're, they're yeah. a couple of. But they should get Felice Kafusi. They might get him back, as I say. He's on an extended mm. bench, but they're missing. They're down a couple of troops. So, but I think Melbourne, after losing last week, I think Belly will have he'll Belly will have him primed for a big game. <laughs> um, the second game is is probably the game of the round for me. Um, yeah. Warriors host the Cowboys in the mm. second game of the doubleheader. The Cowboys have been off the pace to start the season. Well off the pace, Chris. Yeah, and they and, and they lose Jordan McLean, the big name recruit. Mm. Um, you know, they're supposed to, yeah, but Thurston and Morgan just have a click. What's going wrong? Nah. What's going wrong? don't know. I, look, I can't put a finger on it, to be honest with you, Chris. I mean, I think uh, it was always going to take Thurston a little bit to come back this year, I think. But uh, they just don't seem the, the same squad. I, I don't know. It's, you know, I think that, I think everyone's a bit afraid to step on each yeah, other's toes. Yeah. Thurston back and Morgan, but, you know, they're not sure who gets the ball when. You know, yeah. At the end of last year, it was always, it was always Morgan. It was That's always right. Tamalolo. Like, those two would always get the ball mm. when they want. But now I think it's, you know, with Scott back... I think Tal Malolo and Morgan have just mm. st- taken a step back and you know I think they're just it's not the best for the team. That's right. They're missing Lachlan Coote. He's named on an extended bench. He came he played last week in reserve grade. He might come back at the team, which you know, mm. he's he's important for them. But when you talk about all those problems and tra- like the, it wouldn't be surprising the Cowboys go across there and blow them off the park. But on <laughs> on form and form alone, You'd the Warriors should the Warriors. win. Especially they blew the roofs off the park without mm. Sean Johnson. That's Sean right. Johnson's back and Simon Mannering's back. So yes. they arguably get back their best back and their best forward uh, right. into a team that's playing outstanding. So um, for me, I can't go past the Warriors. Although it could be the game where Thurston and Morgan click and you know they're. Forward practice fires up. Cohen Hess has been really good. Yeah. So if Hess and Tamala they'll go bang bang. Who knows? But on current form, you can't spend anything but the Warriors. Can't get past them. Eh? Um, this is an interesting one. Newcastle host Brisbane. Um, the last game on Saturday at seven thirty at McDonald Jones. Newcastle lost their last couple, uh, a few teething problems, but they haven't mm. been they haven't been disgraced. But you know they lost to St George last week. That's St George right. are the best team in the comp. Brisbane on the other hand, you know. If the goalposts the goal post, the goal post got on one game, the penalty got on the other game. They're two and two. They could easily be zero and four. That's right. Um, Brisbane are in big trouble for mine. I think they're, they're, there's nothing about them that excites me. There's no, you know, Milford, Milford and Boyd are not creating chances. Their forwards are not going forward. No. I can't see any upside to Brisbane. Newcastle, I can see plenty upside. Um, they're still a team working progress. This is a game that Brisbane usually win. Um, Against these sort of games, so I expect Brisbane to go there and you know and be, put in an improved effort. But I, I think if I think if Ponga and Pierce can, you know, if if the forwards can lay the platform, I think Ponga and Pierce got too much points in. I th- well, I, I tend to agree with you, and I think Newcastle against. Uh, I've seen this in you know I've said it a few times with Newcastle. They seem to they seem to be one of those teams too that do they do rise against some of the the bigger sides, and I think Brisbane will be one of those teams they'd like to they they'll. They'll already know they're already within sniffing range. If not, you know they should come out. To be honest with you, I, I think ahead. 
considering yeah. they'll go into this with the mentality that we can do this one, I think they'll, they'll come out and they'll, they'll put some points on them, to be honest with you. Yeah, the first game on Sunday, uh, the Gold Coast are still on the road. They get a Marley Brown oval in uh, Gladstone, um, host Manly. Um, Gold Coast sensational last week. Uh, well, it's hard. To, again, they, they, beat, they demolished Brisbane. Mm. That form line's hard to take. But, you know, they looked a lot stronger last week. Wallace and James up front. Um, Proctor and Matthews, they looked strong defensively. Bryce Cartwright only got one minute of game time, which is mm. uh, funny. Dry Arrow at lock. They've got a really solid pack of forwards now. They're really, you know, yep. it's it's back to their 2016 top team where they you know, work for each other. Sure. That type of stuff and Taylor, Taylor putting a polish on. So I, I, the Gold Coast will have a lot of admirers this year, a lot like the West Tigers. They'll be battlers. They'll be working hard. The Seagulls lose. Well, Tommy Trevojevic is named on an extended bench. Mm. If he doesn't play... Um, I can quite easily see Gold Coast winning. If Tom does play, I would tip Manly. Um, Manly lost two players out for the season with ACLs last week, which will test their depth. They've got a couple of players coming back into the team uh, yep. in their first game. Big fan of Appy Corris, our former bunny, Matt. Yes, you yeah, like no, him. Very good. What are your thoughts, Matt? It's a Mate, tough game. I think it's I, one of the tougher games. It is a tougher game. Uh, look, I, I can't go. I'm, I'm sticking with the Gold Coast on this one. I think that they, uh, again, you know, Brisbane, yeah, well, we just both re- wrote them off yeah, effectively. But, you know, their performance was good. And I, I, I do think that Manly, as you say, Trebojevic, that's a big, big question mark. Um, and, look, I'm, I'm banking on the fact he won't be going out there. And I think that'll be a mitigating factor and certainly open yeah. it up for the Gold Coast. They're expecting him to be out for one to two weeks. Yeah. Though, so I'm expecting he'll miss so early in the season. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if they risked him. Why would they? Especially yeah. at a ground you know, that's unknown. You know, yeah. you, you could be... Marley, what, Marley Brown? Marley Brown Oval, yeah. It's interesting. Oh, it's a sellout apparently, so they'll get a decent little crowd that's there. <laughs> it's probably fine. It's, it's a decent... Dog. It's pretty it, capacity of 10 men and a dog. Yeah, but it's good to <laughs> take taken out. To the, the, they could have easily played all their games at Suncorp. So yeah, it's true. That, it's true. good that they've taken the game. Spread the country. Yeah. Um, last game of the round, Parramatta versus Penrith, Battle of the West. Mm. These, te- these two teams already played this year. Yep. Um, Parramatta led at half time, or no, they led just before 14 0. And then since then, their season has literally gone down the gurgler. <laughs> um, Penrith, on the other hand, uh, have bounced back, played really good football. Yeah. Um, they're without Cleary, but in his absence, James Maloney just basically stepped in and played the Nathan Cleary role. So again, that's an, that's another one when Cleary comes back, Maloney will take that back step. It's yes. it's it's a bit of a false thing. It's you know when you have two dominant halves, that it doesn't work together. But Maloney steps back and let lets Cleary play. So mm. it's good. At that, at, I think they've got that working pretty well. And once definitely, Mo- I think um, Parramatta. I don't know what's wrong, Matt. Might, I'd uh, start. I, I don't even know where to start. They've got so many problems. You can't just pick on one. No, you can't, and that's that's the problem with them. Um, I'd, I'd like to think that you know. I mean, it's not that they've got. Uh, it's not. It's not for lack of talent. That's that's what it annoys me. I think it probably should annoy most of the, or would annoy most of the fans. Um, it, it, I don't know what the hell this got. They're going to be. It's going to be something deeper. Well, exactly, because this is a team that pushed Melbourne in week one of the finals. That's, the closest right. team to, to beat Melbourne. So you could theory, theoretically say, you know, you could easily say that they were the second best team last year. And yeah. then they've come to, I don't know if they've you know read their own press or they're just, you know, mm. other teams, are, they're not sneaking under the radar anymore, but they're just, I think the big thing for me is, is their forwards are not creating any sort of platform. And yeah. I think teams have realised that Nathan Brown is a central figure to that last year and they're oh, targeting absolutely. him. 
And well, he was the their play, player's player last year. 100%. Wasn't he? He's sensational. Mm. Uh, Norman and Moses don't have any platform to work with. They're down a few troops. Mm. Um, they played a couple of games in the heat to start the season. Yeah. Um, I think it's all been like a perfect storm to, you know, that they've started off slow. Yeah. Doesn't mean they, they can't bounce back. And in, in the next few weeks, they will be getting French, Hayne, Gutherson back. A lot of strike power. Absolutely. You know, you can't. This is a game where you know, you've already lost this team once. Um, mm. They're without their best player. I'll, I'm going to tip Parramatta. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know why. And that's probably the worst tip of all time. But <laughs> I, I think it's just the fact that I think they'll be seeding. And I, I, I had that theory last week. Um, Parramatta's last ten minutes of the game last week was their best ten minutes all season. Yeah. When Tony Williams come on, so wouldn't be surprising if he actually starts uh, starts the game. Um, Brisbane, uh, Penrith were outstanding last week going to North Queensland, but whether that takes a lot out of them, um, again, it's hard to tipping NRL is so tough these days because you got is. so many factors. You got bounce back factor. You got you know teams that are coming back. Maloney c- could not produce a better performance than he did last mm. week, so you have to think that he'll slot back and notch or two because he was outstanding last week. So it's hard. It's on form. Obviously, Penrith are, should are favourites and deservedly be. But yeah. But you, you can't deny that, as I said, there is talent in that Eel squad. And you said yourself, you saw it yourself in the last 10 minutes of that match. Admittedly, the match was done, but yeah. the, the, they're going to win a match. They, they're going to win a game. They're gonna, that's exactly right. The, these games, the Battle of the West, all that sort of stuff, the hype before it, it is an important match for both sides. Very important. Um, you know, we both know what the terrain's like out here. Eels... Penrith fans are very close by. That's it. Uh, look, I, I would like to go. I would like to say this could be the one for the Eels. I, it's going to come. It's going to come. But I just don't Not think it's going to be this week, mate. I really don't. Well, I think the one positive of this game is that it's scheduled at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, mm. which is a great timing. Um, yeah. Great timing. Um, we'll head into our final thoughts because that's the one thing that we do want to talk about. Um, not, you can't help the Canberra versus Canterbury game on Thursday night. You could never predict at the start of the season that these two teams were going that bad that mm. you put that there. That's the problem with scheduling. Absolutely. Um, it's it's a hit and miss because you have, you know, you put all the schedule out in December last year yep. and you just have to deal with it, I guess. Otherwise, you, you get the other situation where you're only finding out six weeks before and people can't plan. Mm. Happy to cop that one, but I can't cop Cronulla versus the Roosters 6 p.m. on a Friday at Southern Cross Group Stadium. Mate. Oh. How can anyone attend that game mm. if you work in... Uh, I don't know. I, well, if you they're trying to get it. people to the game, how can you get people Mate, get to that game? They, well, let's look at it too. Let's, let's be completely cynical about it and let's just say it's all about the almighty dollar, okay? It's all about television rights and all the other sort of negotiations that go on. Obviously, this is this will go live to Fox. So the uh, you know the, the 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 pay TV crowd will be happy. Yeah. My old man, for instance, doesn't yeah. work these days. He'll be stoked. He'll crack his beer open at six in front of the box. Great, good on him. But for the rest of the punters out there, I think this is an absolute. Um, it, it's it's a bit of a farce. They they really need to open their eyes on this. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, look, six o'clock on a Friday night. Most of your people are still in. Well, a lot of your people are still in transit. For God's sake. People have to leave work. I had a mate mate go to the Bulldogs out the other week and he had to leave at 3.30 to get there. Look, you're asking people to do something. You're making it hard for people to go to the game. Exactly. And I tell you what, in this day and age where there's so much competition for your dollar, um, you know, getting people through those gates to start with 
is is a chore unto itself. Well, it's, it's even at a good time of day. And even though we're bad, like the double header at Mount Smuts, I think that's not a bad idea. Like you get, you know, two games, they should get full house. You know, they yeah. should actually move that to probably Eden Park to get more people yeah, through absolutely. the game. Um, but that's that's not. It's funny how they can schedule that. You know, you got that piece of good scheduling with Penrith as well, Power Penrith on the Sunday afternoon. But the Friday night six o'clock game, I thought that was going to be reserved for the Warriors to play, or somebody in Newcastle or Canberra out of Sydney. It's a strange thing, Chris. It's almost like you look at the EPL and you look at the way the 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 English Premier League and their their games. They'll have have games virtually all all through the week. There'll be a Tuesday night match where they're playing champions, and they'll always get a crowd. But the NRL can't model itself too far away from what worked. And this is what annoys me with it. It's always trying to modify itself, move with the times and all this sort of... Listen to the fans. I think so. And I think fans like going to you afternoon know. games. Yeah, I, th- you know, I think people are Sunday afternoon games. Yeah. I know it's all TV now. Uh, but give, I, me, I, give me back give me back the 2 o'clock ABC on Saturday, Saturday yeah, match. Yeah, 100%. North Sydney Oval. Yeah. Come on, man. And that's the thing. You know, they, they've taken away those type of games and they replace it with a 6 o'clock on a Friday. Ah. No, you know, no child. How are, we, how are we going to get kids, you know, parents work in the city? There's no way. How can no. the kids, you know, how can the dad come home and then that's come right. to it just too, As I said, you don't want to make it harder to go to a game then there has to be yeah. and it's even stranger they've got the, the Friday night games at Jubilee as well so they've scheduled two games That's in a right. similar area yeah um, no, it's it, crazy. on the one night so it just makes no sense um, the other thing that we're going to talk about just quickly is St George um, the best team in the comp yeah. clearly they have started like this in previous years yes um, is it a false dawn do, do St George start at a level which is a, say 7 out of 10 other teams start at say 4 or 5 out of 10 and then teams gradually increase, and then St George plateau out, and that's why they're falling away. Or is this year going to be different? Or, mm. or have they turned the corner and they're starting at seven? They're going to go to ten. Well, uh, look, I, I think at the moment, Chris, the, the one thing that's very obvious to me, not only do they, I mean, they've got their their form, their form is outstanding. Uh, they're, they're they're slick, they're fit, they're they're strong. Um, they're mentally strong too, and that's that's something that dawns, you know, when you watch them play. But the other thing with them as well, they seem to have adapted quite well to to this this current penalty madness. It suits them. It suits them. Now, one thing that I'll be curious to see is how this this all works out. If it stays the way it's going, perfect. I can't see them changing. But if we step back a little bit and some of these sides start getting away with a, a few of the things that they were in the past, yeah. I'm just wondering whether or not that'll that'll sort of level out that playing field a little bit. And who knows? It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, Widdop and Hunt have started the season as good as any oh, half combination yeah. Yeah. has ever started the season. Um, yeah. They're eventually going to plateau a little bit, and it's, it's if their form goes with it, and that's that's where the problem lies. But I, their forward package is so strong, and, and, you, and we talked about Leilua last week coming off the bench, oh. Chris, and Lisa Armel. Like those guys are just creating an impact, and I think it's something that they've got Kurt Mann on the bench, which is a big plus because because he can find the backs and the yep. halves. Yep. Um, it's important these days that you have someone the HIA with the HIA that you have someone who can cover multiple positions. Definitely, they've got that. They've got. Like, uh, their forwards play big minutes, so it allows James Graham. James Graham's played 60 minutes. Vaughan's playing 60 minutes. Frizzell's playing 80 minutes. They've got big, you know. Yeah, they yeah. don't. Have, the people that come off the bench, like Leilu, are only playing 20 minutes, but they're playing a good 20. What minutes. an impact, though! I mean, that's that's what, that's what you want from an impact player. And that's but they, uh, the forwards know that they don't have the impact. The forwards don't have to play long minutes. That's right. They're playing strong, you know, strong yeah. minutes, and there's there's competition in, in for spots, so that's always healthy. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Leilu when he was on the paddock last week. It was, that was just. It was crunching. Like oh. it, it, was, it was phenomenal. To but watch. he knows 
knows he can just come out and just That's explode right. because he knows you know the guys aren't going to be off for long. So it's very it's the team itself is at the moment you know you play grand final mm. tomorrow mm. St George oh. St George Warriors have been the grand final again it's mate Paul McGregor hasn't mastered the fact to, hasn't mastered the consistent 26 rounds yet that's right theoretically you look at their team they won't be affected by origin uh, Frizzell will be there um, Vaughan and DeBellin have been around the traps, you know, in the squad. I was going to say at the moment, mate, if you didn't look at the likes of DeBellin, that is Well, that's the thing. Vaughan and DeBellin should be in the 17 this year, you would yeah. think. So that, that might actually... That's three of their forwards out. It's um, possible. But possible. But, you know, they, they could bank a lot of wins before then, you know, put them in a really good spot. Look, the thing... Before talking seriously about St George, the one thing that I need to see is I need to see how they bounce back after a loss. That's a good point. That's That's the one big thing with, with Saints. I think they've... I've seen them on trots. We've all seen them on trots before, but they always seem to get into this inconsistent period. Now, if they can overcome that and and become like you know be the be that Melbourne Storm, for instance, that very rarely takes two on the trot, I'd like to see. I'd, I need to see this. Well, I'm just looking at their draw going forward. They obviously play. They play the Souths this week. Mm. The next week they play the lo- another local derby. They play. They play St George again. Uh, sorry, they play Cronulla again, and yes. then they play the Warriors. Yep. So that's round seven is shaping up that across the ditch. So that's shaping up to you a great game early. We wanted we wanted to test them out. That's going to be a big test the next two weeks. I, I agree. Yeah. Followed by the Warriors, and then you know, and then they've got the Roosters on Anzac Day. Well, you've got four. You've got four weeks because I mean, like, I've, I've, again, I can't go past them this week against my blokes, but. The, the Rabbitohs Dragons matches always there's a lot of spirit in it and then they play actually Melbourne after that well, as well you know. so they've got a tough they've got a tough four weeks after this you know, not saying Sounds won't be tough this week well, but it's going to be an interesting period they've got a right? tough four period if they can get out of this probably two and two or even three and one absolutely because you know, then yeah, it opens up the draw will open up for them but um We'll have to see how that goes out, for the, see how that plays out. But that's it for round, uh, round five of the NRL. Uh, make sure you follow us on iTunes, guys. Um, enjoy the footy this week. Get out to a game, and we'll see you all next week. See ya.